Hi there, it's good to be with you. Um, my name is Nigel, for those of you who don't know me, I'm part of the leadership team at Gateway Church. And today we're beginning a new series which we've entitled Restless. Uh, the question we're trying to answer is really, how in our day do we find the rest and peace that Jesus offers? And now I feel it's important to start with a confession really. Um, I've been pretty restless this week. It was one of those weeks where I had to start the preach prep all over again. I was getting more and more worked up about producing some slick video, you know, one take, less than 20 minutes. Um, and having read the book that we're recommending, uh, more of that in a minute, I have uh, learned that our average attention span, your average attention span, has gone down from the year 2012 seconds to now being eight seconds. Um, and just for context, the attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. So this is what we're up against. And the truth is, I guess, that a lot of us struggle, don't we, with finding our peace and our rest in one way or another. A few weeks ago, I felt like I was doing okay in my walk with God. I felt like um, I'd kind of learned the hard way over the last couple of years that I really had to prioritize setting aside time with God, even if I, it didn't feel like I had time, because I knew that if I didn't do that, then anxiety levels would kind of rise within me. And then of course, uh, a month or so ago, everything changed, everything turned upside down. Um, it's, it's been a struggle to adapt to new ways of working and communicating. I felt like I didn't have any headspace and not much physical space as well. And peace has been hard to come by in some ways. There's a story in the book that we're recommending um, which really resonated with me. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but the, uh, it talks about an English traveler um, arriving in Africa at the heart of colonialism. And after an exhausting day's travel into the jungle um, on foot, the local porters stop and they refuse to go any further. And the phrase that they use is, they say that they need to wait for their souls to catch up with their bodies. And I don't know about you, but I, I feel like that is so true of how we live our lives a lot of the time. Now, I realize that what I was describing a minute ago personally is in many ways is nothing compared with what a lot of people all around the world and people across our church family are struggling with right now. And it may, be, it may well be that actually you're having to work even harder than normal and maybe you're having to work in more challenging or more risky circumstances than normal. It may be that it's quite the opposite for you in that you don't have any work now and maybe there just isn't anything to do or maybe you're on your own or you're sick and, you know, kind of, pacing around your own home, kind of restless, like, like a caged animal. Um, it may be that you're particularly struggling um, because of being separated from family members or loved ones, and, and maybe particularly if they're, if they're vulnerable or sick. And there are so many things going on amongst us as a family and, and wider afield, aren't there, in these days? And I just want to stop and just let you know at this point that we, we as leaders are, are praying for you guys regularly. But there are so many ways, aren't there, in which we're restless. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer is the book that we're recommending alongside this preaching series. And the basic premise is that the pace at which we're now living, together with the level of distraction that we're subject to, 
is having a detrimental effect on our emotional and spiritual lives. And really that we haven't stopped to, to think about and uh, examine what the consequences of this might be. The psalmist says in Psalm 62, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And then in verse three, he goes on to admit that he feels like a, a leaning wall and a tottering fence, which I don't know about you, I find that really reassuring. So our challenge in these days is to work out what it looks like for us really to find our rest in Jesus. And this is the invitation through this preaching series. We want to go on this journey together. Um, in many ways, it was our challenge, wasn't it, before coronavirus came along. And the current circumstances, although they're different and different for all of us, only serve, I think, to emphasize the severity of, the, of, of this thing that we're facing and the challenges of finding rest and finding peace that we face. So I want to look at the story of Mary and Martha, because I believe it's just a very simple picture of our problem. So this is from Luke 10. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, and indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Now, notice four things with this, two about Martha, two about Jesus. So first of all, Martha was distracted. The things that she was doing weren't bad, uh, it, literally, she was doing much ministry, much serving. And, um, you know, she just opened her home to Jesus. That surely wasn't a bad thing. But they were causing her to be anxious and troubled. And secondly, Martha felt constrained. So she felt that she really didn't have any choice, that she had to be juggling all these things that she was doing. She was kind of at the mercy of her circumstances. And she wanted to be understood. She wanted Jesus to help. Uh, why, why don't you care? She says, why don't you do something about this? She wanted him to get involved and change the circumstances. Number three, Jesus allowed the circumstances. Why? Not because he didn't have compassion on Martha, but there was something more important. He wanted Martha to find her rest, to find her security, her satisfaction, her significance in him, in Jesus. Fourth, Jesus had this different perspective that Mary actually had made a choice. And by implication, Martha had made a choice too. In fact, it was Martha's value system that needed recalibrating. Her approach to life needed looking at, really. And Mary actually had chosen what was better. Now, I reckon that's a pretty good summary of where we've got to I don't know about you, but for me, I, I have the odd day where my approach is kind of more Mary-like in, the, you know, my eyes are fixed on Jesus, but I have a whole lot more days which are more in the mold of Martha. 
on the whole, we are, and well, at least until a few weeks ago we were, running very fast in life. I, I kind of cringe to think of the frequency with which um, I answer the question, how are you, with, well, well, I'm fine, but I'm busy. We're all busy. And it's interesting, isn't it, that the Bible talks about walking with God, not, not running. And I, I do a bit of running and walking, and uh, I, I don't know about you, but I guess walking can seem a whole lot less purposeful, but actually it's a whole lot more enjoyable. Our relationship with God is not something that can be rushed. But we are very distracted and increasingly so. And sometimes it's by our culture, the society around us, all our devices, the media bombarding us with stuff and trying to get our attention. Sometimes, if we're honest, it's, it's a kind of way to escape, to cover over a problem or a disappointment or just emptiness. Sometimes, I guess, we're looking for the next experience to add to life, which, uh, which otherwise risks being a bit dull. Sometimes we're just plain stretched by the demands, by rights, responsibilities of living in the world that we live in now. And if you want more evidence on this, then uh, I just want to point you to John Mark Comer's book, which is just full of it. It's a, it's a good read, but it's quite a challenge. Like Martha, I think we often feel that we don't have any choice about how we live, that we don't have any choice about our level of busyness and our level of distraction. But, you, you know, that's just the, the way the world is. We feel constrained. And of course, many of the things that get our attention are not wrong in themselves. They don't look like sin, but actually they can have the same effect on us as sin, which is that they cut us off from God, from one another, from understanding what's going on within ourselves. It was Corrie ten Boom who said, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. But Jesus like in the story with Mary and Martha, has a different perspective. Much as we'd like him to, he often doesn't come and change the circumstances, but rather highlights the choices that we're making. And my conviction is that we need to stop, and that is what we're about really with this series, is to stop and listen to Jesus's voice. We do have choices in this area. There is one thing above all others, which is better, Jesus says, and it is being with him. It's walking through life with him. It's doing life at his pace. And the danger is that we're squeezing this out, that we're squeezing him out. I really like this quote from John Altberg. For many of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith, it is that we will become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. We will just skim our lives instead of actually living them. Now, at the root, this is a problem for our souls, isn't it? We read in Psalm 62 that tr truly we find rest in God alone. The essence of who we are as men and women created in the image of God is that right at the heart of our being, we're designed to find rest in God. It, this is what God wants for us. This is his best for us. 
It's, it's the Jesus way. The Bible tells us that it, this is where our strength comes from. The Bible instruct, instructs us, doesn't it, that we're to be still and know that he is God. And we need to learn to live with this posture, I believe. Interestingly, also, the Bible says that um, God restores our souls. So it's obviously that along the way, we're, we're likely to need some restoration. And that the description of that is that it's uh, like lying down in green pastures and walking beside quiet waters. It doesn't sound much like a rush, does it? And, you know, this has a big effect on everything. So look at the first three fruits of the Spirit. This is from Galatians 5. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace. Love is, well, well the first thing that love is, is it's patient. And there's nothing like being in a hurry to get rid of our joy, is there? Peace, well, again, I guess that is kind of obvious. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed uh, over the last few weeks as we've uh, as a family we've all been stuck in the house together is that the kids are really good at picking up on the level of peace or stress um, that I'm feeling they they have uh, they've, they've like antenna that pick it up so quickly it, it's, it's very impressive and I kind of wish that I could hide my stress levels better and you know I'm so aware that if I'm rushed or anxious that um, the, the quality of the way that I relate to other people immediately plummets. So what should we do about all this? Well, let's begin with three things, but really this is, this is just the introduction and we want to uh, seek to answer these questions and to explore together how we address this restlessness that we're facing uh, through this series. So first things, I was trying for ABC, but I only managed ACB, so we'll have to do with that. A, first of all, acknowledge the problem. Stop long enough to do some self-analysis. So honestly, what is your level of peace? How much are you in a rush? What is it really that gets your attention? Have a look at the list of 10 symptoms of what John Mark Comer calls hurry sickness in the book. It is a scary read, but stick with it and, uh, well, it's enlightening. So number two, choose to do something about it. C, choose. Invite God. It's really interesting. In the, uh, the bit that follows on from the story about Mary and Martha, so at the beginning of chapter 11 of Luke, um, immediately the disciples come to Jesus with this uh, a request, they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. That's Luke 11, verse 1. So let's ask him to teach us. Let's ask him how to do this, how to walk with him. Let's ask him to teach us how to seek him, what that looks like for us in our day and in our context. Jesus was never short of things to do, was he? And yet he was never rushed. And again, Luke 11, verse 1 and so many times throughout the stories of Jesus, we find him off from the busyness, away with the Father, spending time seeking out the Father, being alone with him. You see, we're going to need to retrain our souls. And 
the other, I, I love that bit in, in Psalm 62. So in, the, in verse one, there's this kind of general declaration, truly my soul finds rest in God. But then the psalmist comes round in verse five and starts speaking to himself and says, yes, my soul, find your rest in God. So there's this sense in which it needs to become active. We need to speak to ourselves. My soul, you need to go after God for your rest. You need to find your rest in, in him. So let's read, if we can, the ruthless elimination of hurry. That, I believe, will be such a help. Let's give this attention uh, as we meet uh, in household groups. And maybe we could set aside some new time. So do something different from your regular routine, something to set apart some time that says, God, I want to focus on you in a new way. I want to go after you. I want to learn what it is uh, to find my rest in you. Maybe at the start of the day, that's a good time to put in a new time. And then thirdly, let's believe God for a, a revolution in this. You know, everything doesn't have to stay the same. That's something that people keep saying at the moment, don't they? With everything that's going on around us, everything mustn't stay the same. So we're not doing this because it will be it will form a good preaching series. We, we want things to change. I want things to change. And I believe because of everything that's going on around that we have a unique moment of opportunity because we're more aware of our own fragility, because maybe we're a bit more aware of our dependence on God, because the normal routines that we've got comfortable with have kind of been thrown up in the air. We can start, we can say, God, teach me. I want to find rest in you. I want to reorder some of my priorities. Let's start with a bit of the world that we influence. Lots more in the future weeks on the how-to, but for now, let's pray together. Just, just before we do that, I just want to um, come to verse 8 of Psalm 62, which I think is just, it, it's two great little prayers to be praying at this time. So this is after the psalmist has said, yes, my soul, you need to find your rest in God. This is verse eight. Trust him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. Let me read that again. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. Now let's pray. Jesus, I want to pray today that you would teach us in these days to find our rest in you. Lord, that you would teach us really what it is to walk with you, to go at your pace. Lord, to believe that things can change. Lord, that we're not victims of the circumstances in the way that we've seen with Martha. Lord, I want to pray in these days that you would give us a hunger to seek after you in a new way. Lord, we, wanna, we, we say to you today that we trust you. And Lord, we're going to come and we want to pour out our hearts to you. We want to make that our practice in these days. Whatever's going on, the, the stresses, the restlessness that we are, are living with, Lord, we come and we pour out our hearts to you because you are our refuge. And I, I just want to pray specifically if you're feeling that restlessness, that lack of peace right now. I want to pray in the name of Jesus that you would know his peace. Lord Jesus, would you rest on each one who's listening to this? Father, really, we want to be rooted in you. We want to find our rest in you. We want to 
know that firm foundation beneath our feet. We want to know the reality of you being our refuge. And I pray that for you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen.